द नेम ऑफ द नॉवल इज वॉर्निंग ट्विस्टेड टेल्स अहेड रिटन बाय रोहित गहलोत नरेटेड बाय अतुल ताइशेटे द नॉवल इज अ बंच ऑफ स्टोरीज द फर्स्ट ऑफ विच इज द वाइफ्स बॉयफ्रेंड अजय एंड अलीना वर हैप्पी टूगेदर इट हैड बीन अ यर ऑफ ब्लिसफुल मैरिज एंड एट ऑफ फुल डे टू डॉन्ड एज यूजल एवरीथिंग वॉज एज इट शुड है दे वोक अप दे चैटेड दे हैड टी Ajay had his 20 minutes on the treadmill after which he showered and shaved and he was ready to leave for office. She packed his lunch and he was out of home right on time. He would return after 6 and then he would go for a walk to her shop in the bazaar nearby and they would return together an hour later after which he would pour a peg for himself they would chat a bit more about the day followed by dinner and then off to bed. It was like clockwork a routine they followed for the whole year. Monday to Friday no exceptions but on that faithful dark depressing deplorable day there had been an incident in the building in which Ajay's office was located it seems the boss of a secretive tech firm a man called Samir Nayar had a fight with his girlfriend which escalated and the woman smacked Samir's head so severely that he had gone into a coma the cops came for a routine inspection of the office and found servers and other electronic equipment on further inspection It was found that the firm hosted a website on the dark web which did all kinds of illegal things. It was a small incident that had led to a big reveal and the cops were swarming the place and the entire building was out of bounds and all the other offices in the building had been forcibly shut down too. It was all very suspicious and it seemed like the girlfriend's attack had inadvertently exposed some big online crime ring. But Ajay wasn't complaining. because it meant that he had the rest of the day off so for the first time since they had been married he was free much earlier than usual and he decided to surprise his wife by returning home and maybe taking her out for a movie or something the routine of his wife was that she left around 10 in the morning to open the bakery she ran in the nearby bazaar in the afternoon around 2 she shut the shop and returned home for lunch and maybe a nap and at 5 she opened the bakery again till around 7 after which her junior partner peter took over and ran the bakery till 9 at night so he was expecting his wife to be at home in the afternoon he parked his car silently a bit away from his home and went closer as quietly as possible he wanted to surprise her he approached the front door and opened it using his key he entered his home and it was silent inside he thought Maybe she had gone upstairs to the bedroom for a nap. So he crept up towards the bedroom, planning to kiss her while she lay in bed napping, and maybe try and do it even as she slept. He did remember a few occasions when she slept through the whole thing. It wasn't that he was bad at it. It was just that he was sometimes in such a hurry that she didn't feel much when he was doing it. As he moved forward, he had faint and strange noises from his bedroom. Slowly he crept closer. Maybe she was awake after all. What was that noise? And as he went nearer, he heard what sounded like moaning, groaning and squeaks of the bed. Not the sounds he wanted to hear. He consoled himself, maybe she was exercising. But at this time, at 2:30 in the afternoon, maybe she hadn't had her lunch till now and was doing some stretching exercises before going for a bath. Lunch would come later. After all, he didn't know her exact routine during the day. But what exercise could she do in bed? He knew of only one. 
He was really worried now. What was that sound? Along with the moans and groans, he could also hear the creaking of the wooden bed. It was the sound the bed made when they were doing it. Why was the bed making that sound right now? Was she pleasuring herself? This made him excited and he hurried to the bedroom door. Slowly he put his hand on the knob, turned it and opened the door. And there she was in front of him, on the bed, with her bare back towards him. She was completely naked and no, she wasn't exercising or pleasuring herself. She was moaning and grunting and groaning and going up and down in a rhythmic motion. And there was a naked man beneath her. She was riding him. He saw that his wife was bonking the brains out of someone in his bed. And then the man under her spoke. Do it faster, he said. And he recognized the voice. It was that snake in the grass. It was Peter, his wife's junior partner who worked under her in her bakery. Here too he was working under her. He was a junior chef there and was an expert in making the icing of cakes. He was an artist with icing in his hand. And Ajay saw that wasn't the only thing he was an expert at. Ajay should have spoken up and stopped them right there and then. He should have caught Peter red-handed with his hand in the cookie jar or to be more precise with his you-know-what in his wife's you-know-where. But before he could speak up, something within him stopped him from disturbing their rendezvous. They were in the grip of passion, not even aware that he was standing a few feet away, watching it all. At that point, something within him died. And he silently backtracked, shut the door and staggered away. He went down to the front door, stepped out and ran to his car. He got in and drove away. He didn't know where he was going and he was driving like a madman. It seemed he was trying to end it all. Unknowingly, he was trying to kill himself. For a few seconds, the thought crossed his mind. It was all over for him. And he came to his senses when he almost met with an accident. He realized he would end up committing suicide if he drove any more in the condition he was in. So he parked the car by the side of the road and entered a city park. As he passed some bushes, he saw a couple was making out in it. If he was in a better mood, he would have sat down and watched the show. He had had enough of spying on lovers, enough to last his entire life. Then he sat on the bench and started to think of what he had seen. He really couldn't believe it. They were so good together in bed as friends, as a couple. He never doubted that they were madly in love with each other. Not for one moment. The thought of his cheating on her never entered his mind. And he thought she was faithful to him too. They were so, so close. They never fought. They did argue, but that was just in jest. They were the best of buddies. He couldn't imagine how she could do this to him. In the history of humanity, it was the biggest betrayal ever. At least, he thought it was. He felt that Julius Caesar being betrayed by Brutus was nothing in comparison. As far as he knew, Brutus wasn't even Julius's wife. Now he was hurting. The pain and the shock had subsided. Anger had taken its place. His mind had started working. He had to do something. But what? He didn't know exactly what he should do, but he just knew that he had to teach them a lesson they wouldn't forget. Nobody messed with him and he meant nobody. He thought about her. Maybe she wanted to be faithful to him, but she just couldn't resist that snake in the grass, Peter. He was so smooth. 
the pleasant smile the friendly personality the warm demeanor always wishing him good morning good afternoon good evening always asking him how he was once he had a terrible backache he could hardly move peter came to meet him and when he heard about his backache he told ajay to lie face down and gave him a massage that cured him of his pain it was like magic he thought then that peter was so nice maybe it was his pleasantness that made his wife mock him maybe it was just friendly sex for her maybe she liked him so much that instead of giving him a peck on his cheek she bonked him it meant nothing to her just fun and games but still now that he had seen her moaning and groaning like that his love had died a sudden death it was like his love was walking down the street whistling casually a song in the heart a skip in the stride all gay and happy when bam an air conditioner fell on his love's head and it was crushed beyond repair his love for his wife was dead assassinated murdered slaughtered executed bumped off massacred there was no hope for it now and all because of that peter ajay loathed him the despicable loathsome lout he tried to distract himself from feeling sad and angry about what he had seen it was like she too was dead for him his old life had ended and a new one was going to begin in which he was going to be single again but before he walked out on his marriage he had to teach her and her boyfriend a lesson you don't mess with ajay choudhury but they were messing with him peter and his wife were doing it in his home in his bed they were laughing at him they weren't scared of him they were least bothered about him he was a stupid husband who suspected nothing and that snake in the grass peter was banging his wife right in the open right in his home he must surely be boasting about it to his friends over a drink they must all be laughing about it banging a married woman in her own bed in her own home ajay was embarrassed and furious people would surely laugh at him they would ridicule him if this came out he knew what he had to do now he had to hurt peter so bad that he would never be in any position to bonk anyone ever again peter thought life was all sunny and rosy and all smiles and good mornings and friendly chats but after what ajay would do to him peter would see only dark clouds instead of just the silver lining so it was decided then that peter would get what was coming to him he would plan the revenge carefully but in front of him and his wife he needed to behave like nothing odd had happened he needed to behave normally he had to believe that he had not seen them going at it like horny rabbits but how could he do that when she came close to him how could he make love to her pretending as if nothing had happened he really couldn't act like that he would have to think of an excuse to keep his distance from her he could give her the same excuse she gave him hundreds of times that she had a headache or he could just say that he was busy and had a lot of work in office or that he was following the advice of some guru who had told him not to bonk anyone for a few days his heart was broken and yet he had to pretend that it was all right that made it even worse oh the pain in his broken heart never felt anything like it not even that time when once he had walked into a glass door not knowing that the door was closed and the glass had been cleaned spotlessly by an over efficient employee he was traveling at such a high speed that he had crashed right through the glass to the other side like the entry of some silly bollywood action hero the pain and the embarrassment that he had felt then was nothing compared to the pain and embarrassment he felt now no comparison time could heal the open wounds but not the shattered heart 
he started to plan his next move. Should he tell anyone about it? Should he tell his second best friend Vicky? He would find out soon enough, as there was no way he could forgive his wife for what she had done. Ajay would have to divorce her, and then the world would know when she had moved in with her lover Peter. There was no hiding it when that happened, and he thought his new best friend would understand. He was sure Vicky would laugh at him at first, but then he would try to make him see the brighter and lighter side of it all. Vicky had been his second best friend up till this time, but now that his wife had been demoted and flung out of the friends list, he had promoted Vicky to his new best friend. And Vicky had a way of making the good out of the bad. He could make a diamond out of coal. He just had to laugh at everything, as if everything in life was funny, and that is what made him popular with everyone. He would not pretend to be sad with him and moan and curse. He would laugh at Ajay and make him laugh at himself as well. Ajay took out his cell phone, opened the Facebook app, or rather the Meta app, and first of all unfriended his wife. He even blocked her. There, that was it. His vicious revenge had started. Then he dialed Vicky's number and told him to meet him at the bar at seven in the evening. He had some urgent news. That evening he met his new best friend Vicky, and after they were a few pegs down, Ajay told Vicky he had to tell him something. So get on with it, Vicky said. Ajay kept quiet, not knowing where to begin. How does one tell his best friend such a thing about his wife? He wished somebody had written a self-help book about it. Ajay cleared his throat <coughs> and looked around to see if anyone else was listening. The nosy waiter wasn't around. He leaned forward conspiratorially. Vicky looked at him and got curious. He too leaned forward. I, uh... Ajay began. Yes, you asked Vicky, inspiring him to go on. I, uh... Ajay stuttered once again. Wait, asked Vicky. Did you walk through another glass door? He gave a hearty laugh. Ajay told him it was nothing like that. Vicky came very close to him and ordered him to tell all. And Ajay couldn't hold it in any longer. He let it all out. As expected, Vicky laughed heartily, saying it was a good joke. But Ajay wasn't fooling him. But then Ajay told him it wasn't a joke, and he had seen Alina with that snake in the grass, Peter. Ajay narrated to him everything as quickly as he could, leaving out the sordid details like her moaning and panting and her enjoying it as if she was in a porn movie having her first sexual encounter. Vicky was shocked, speechless, and then, as expected, he broke into laughter once again. Vicky then added that Ajay too had to look at the funny side of it. If it had happened to someone else, they would be laughing like hyenas who had heard a good one. Even Ajay would have found it hilarious. Ajay agreed. The only person who feels the pain of his wife sleeping with someone else is the person whose wife sleeps with someone else. For the world, it is just funny to see a guy's wife being bonked by someone else in his home on his bed. They began to down more pegs than usual. It was like they were vacuum cleaners, and the booze was filth. That had to be sucked from the nice clean booze bottle. The result? Soon they were out of their minds and were pissed drunk. It was then that Ajay's mobile buzzed. He took it out and saw. It was Alina. She was calling. Ajay took the call and she asked him when he would be home. He told her he would be late because of some work-related, he meant related issue. No, he would not be having dinner at home, he told her. He told her he had already had more than he could digest. She said she loved Ajay. He said, sure you do. He loved himself too and cut the call. 
and as he put the mobile back in his pocket, he saw Vicky was laughing again. He said that she would probably call Peter over for a quickie now that he was going to be late. He too laughed till his eyes watered. And after that, the incidents were a bit blurred in Ajay's memory. It was like rage had consumed him and had taken over his body and his soul. The more they drank, the angrier he became. Soon, Vicky too started to get angry. They were completely pickled in the juice when Vicky suggested that he knew someone who could do something about the situation. Ajay asked him what he meant and Vicky downed another peg and said he knew one of Pommy's men and he could arrange things so that Peter was taught a lesson so that he would never dare to bonk anyone's wife ever again. Ajay was shocked. Did Vicky mean he knew someone who knew Pami? The big bad internet scamster who was wanted for operating all those call centers that scammed hundreds of US citizens pretending to be IRS officials? It was all in the news some weeks ago. Vicky said yes, he meant that same Pommy. While the call centers were shut down now, Pommy had moved into the deep web business completely. He had gone underground and along with his Indian partner, they were trying to spread their tentacles in town. Some builders had even got extortion calls from Pommy. From an online gangster, Pommy was taking his business offline. He was becoming a gangster in the real world too. Ajay was amazed. He didn't know all this was happening in town all around him. Vicky said they don't know about the dark underbelly of the town. After all, they don't get involved in all of such things because they were honest and hardworking people. But now with Peter banging Ajay's wife, they had to get their hands dirty. Today Peter was banging Ajay's wife, tomorrow he could be banging Vicky's wife. Ajay reminded Vicky that he was not married. Vicky said that he was just saying that if he was married. Ajay said if Vicky was married, the entire town would be banging Vicky's wife. Both laughed at this and forgot what they were talking about. A few minutes later, Ajay remembered and asked Vicky if he was talking about getting Peter bashed up. Vicky said yes. He meant that slap him around a kick or two on his balls, insult the guy in public, ruin his reputation. But how would that happen? Asked Ajay after thinking about it for a bit. Vicky said that he knew that Pommy had been operating in the deep web for a long time now, but had lately started taking jobs in the real world too. Ajay was intrigued and asked what the deep web was. Vicky explained that the deep web is the invisible web or the hidden web. They are the sections of the internet whose contents can't be searched by Google or other search engines. All the shady things that happened were on the deep web, which included getting assassins, drugs, sex, weapons for hire online. Even snuff films, torture porn, pedophiles, it's all there in the deep dark web. Ajay wasn't believing it at all. You got to be shitting me. How could a goon, an uneducated guy like Pommy do all this? It must be very technical stuff. Ajay said Pommy has some Indian partners, some technical guys working for him. While the techies kept the whole system hidden in cyberspace, Pommy used his muscle power to get things done in the real world. Vicky took out his phone saying he would prove it in an instant. He opened the Tor browser and went to a particular website, the address of which was very weird and could not be memorized by them or any sane guy with an average IQ. Ajay and Vicky went to the website and left a message giving their phone number and requesting a callback as they wanted to teach someone a lesson and they were done. Ajay asked, is that it? Vicky shrugged, that was it. Ajay said, it seems like a practical joke. Vicky shrugged, they would know very soon. They were about to order the next round of drinks when Vicky's phone rang. It was a shady call by a shady guy who asked all kinds of shady questions. Once he was convinced that Vicky was the real deal, a meeting was set up. 
At that time, it seemed like a good idea to their alcohol-pickled brains. So off they went to meet some shady characters. They went to the shady part of town. Vicky got a few more calls to see if they were being followed and when it was in short that they were alone, they were told to proceed to a shady bar. In the shady bar, they met two shady guys who were representing Pommy. Ajay couldn't ever have dreamt that they are connected to such guys online. He had always felt that the internet was full of smart, educated criminals. But the two guys sitting in front of him did not seem smart or educated. They seemed shady. That was the one word that described this entire experience. It seemed that the smart, educated online criminals were partnering with the rough and tough real-life ones. And this partnership could prove to be very dangerous for the rest of the world. But Ajay wasn't here to think of the moral consequences of his actions. He was consumed by hatred and rage and all he wanted was revenge. So he was willing to make use of this partnership to get even. Ajay and Vicky introduced themselves to the shady guys who were called Billa and Ranga. The two guys took them into a back room and switched on a large TV and made a Skype call. They were connected to a shady man whose face they couldn't see clearly, but who could see the both of them. This was Pommy, talking to them from an undisclosed location. What a smart way to run a criminal empire. Vicky began to talk to Pommy and explain to him the thing they wanted done. The shady Pommy was eager to help. He was actually sitting in a shade with his face hidden. He said he would order Billa and Ranga to do what was needed to be done. They were his best men and would do the job thoroughly. Ajay and Vicky were pleased to hear that. Pommy asked them if they wanted the guy dead. Vicky turned and asked Ajay if he wanted Peter bumped off. Ajay was shocked. Of course not. Broken bones? Ajay said no. All he wanted was for Peter to get what was coming to him. Uh, just a few punches, slaps, kick on the balls, that's all. He should be ridiculed, embarrassed, made a public display of so that he would never be able to walk in the locality with his head held high and his little Peter wouldn't get any more action in the city. Pommy seemed a bit let down. No murder, no broken bones, just hurt a person's ego and manhood. Uh, did Ajay want the man castrated? Pommy asked with hopeful excitement in his voice. Ajay said, of course not. Pommy was disappointed now. Still, he agreed to do the job. He was going to send Billa and Ranga and they might break a few bones while they were at it. He couldn't guarantee that they would be gentle. Ajay refused vehemently. No, no, no broken bones, no murder, no permanent damage. Just punches and slaps and kicks, one on the crotch for sure. Pommy was now frustrated with life in general and commented there were no good jobs coming his way. He asked at least the beating should be accompanied by a message. Any message you would like to give? Ajay thought about this while Vicky asked Ajay if the message that should be relayed to Peter was that he was not to sleep around with other people's wives. But Ajay said in that case, Peter would surely put two and two together and would suspect Ajay had sent the goons. Finally, Ajay refused that any message should be relayed during the beating. The shady guy was seriously disappointed. So they just wanted a guy bashed up for no reason at all. He was getting depressed. This offline stuff wasn't as exciting as the online gangster life. Vicky and Ajay felt sorry for Pommy and Ajay relented and said that they could tell Peter while they were beating him not to sleep around. Pommy agreed. They had to say something or else the entire exercise would be futile. 
When the guy recovered from the beating, he would continue to do as he pleased as he wouldn't know why he was targeted. And maybe the women Peter was sleeping with would take pity on him and have pity sex with him as well. Ajay realized that that would be even worse. The beating would go completely wrong and Peter would get laid even more often. So finally they all agreed. The beaters would send a message that Peter should not be sleeping around. This brought cheer to the entire proceedings. Vicky was happy, the shady goon Pommy was happy. To celebrate the partnership, shady drinks were called and they all drank up. The deal was done, Ajay paid the money in full and Pommy told them that the job would be done in the next couple of days. Peter would be waylaid outside the bakery and given a sound thrashing. It would seem like a road rage incident or a minor skirmish over some irrelevant issue, but he would get the message along with what was coming to him. Ajay was ordered to be pleasant to Peter in the next few days so that the suspicion of what happened to Peter didn't fall on him. Vicky then asked, could he and Ajay watch while it happened? The shady goon agreed. He would tell them the time and the place where it would happen and they could come and watch and enjoy the beating. But Ajay pointed out the problem. If they were seen there, then they would be obliged to help as Peter was their acquaintance. He was Ajay's wife's employee. If he just sat there and watched with popcorn in hand when it was happening, it would look suspicious. Then Vicky came up with the idea that they could watch from a safe distance and enjoy the show without revealing themselves. He suggested that they could wear some appearance-altering wig or some costume so that they were not recognized. Ajay realized that things were turning bizarre. After that, he didn't remember much of what happened that night. Ajay returned home and went to bed. The next day, he got up with a hangover. It was already noon. He got up and readied himself, drinking lots of water and gulping down a medicine for his headache. His wife had left a message saying that she was going to the bakery as he was too drunk to wake up. She had made lunch and kept it on the table. He had his lunch as he tried to recall what had happened last night. As he was eating, he heard someone at the front door trying to open it. And before he could move even a muscle, the door opened and his wife's younger sister Monica sauntered in as if she owned the place. And as she came in, her eyes fell on him and she froze in place. Of course she hadn't expected him to be there. She looked like she had seen a ghost. He said hello, she said hi. He told her that he was going to go to his office a little late. She told him his wife had sent her to get something from there. He told her to make herself at home and started to get ready. There was a time when just looking at Monica had turned him on. And even now he felt urge to grab her. He had even fantasized having a threesome with his wife and Monica. And in a moment of passion, he had shared his fantasy with his wife. But she had refused and even laughed at him, saying he wasn't such a Casanova after all. He could hardly satisfy her. Imagine trying to satisfy another woman in bed at the same time. Vicky knew it was never to be. Fuck it having a threesome, he had now even lost his wife and was single once again. He left home some time later and met Vicky that evening. Vicky was excited that the plan was completely on and the attack would happen the next day. The two guys had done a recce and the next day it would all go down outside the bakery when Peter left in the afternoon. It would happen just before Peter was scheduled to bonk Ajay's wife. After the thrashing, Peter wouldn't be able to do that. At least this thought perked up Ajay and he was looking forward to the thrashing. The next day, they took their place in a coffee shop that gave a clear view of the location of the attack. They ordered their coffees and waited. Ajay's heart was thumping like mad. Why was he feeling like that? 
Maybe because he knew he had done something very wrong. In the past few days after meeting the shady goons, he had completely forgotten about his pain, about his wife's betrayal, and his focus had shifted instead on the attack. So with a thumping heart and shaking hands, he waited. And soon he saw Peter leave the bakery. But surprisingly, the bakery was still open and his wife wasn't with Peter. Instead, her sister Monica was with him. Peter moved to his bike switched it on and monica got on it behind him she put her arms across his waist and peter revved the bike and zoomed off just as another bike with two hefty guys came right in front of it and an argument started it all looked very natural just like a normal road accident so it was happening the beaters versus peter vicky looked at ajay and he looked back at him then they turned and looked at the two guys who were beginning to get into a heated exchange of words with peter They looked mean and tough. They were the famed Billa and Ranga, Pommy's most dangerous goons. They were menacingly ganging up on Peter. The stupid Monica was trying to intervene and calm down the two shady guys. She was trying to shield Peter with her own body, trying to save him. What a wimp this Peter was, hiding behind a girl. Imagine, not manly at all, not like them. Peter was going around bonking people's wives but did not have the guts to stand up and be a man. All his macho-ness was reserved and restricted to the bedroom it seemed. He was behind Monica and stepping back from her, probably looking to run away. But Billa and Ranga had found the excuse they wanted and charged at Peter. But that's when everything turned turtle. Everything went south in an instant. What happened next was like a punch to Ajay's guts. It was more twisted than the ending of the sixth sense and the usual suspects combined. You could have knocked Ajay and Vicky down with a feather. It was astounding, shocking, stunning, perplexing, bloody well twisted. Ajay and Vicky's jaws almost touched the floor as they saw what was unfolding in front of them. The tables had truly turned. The speeder fellow was a wiry sort of a guy. He was a few inches shorter than Ajay and a few kilos lighter. Over the past 2 days, Ajay had thought how he would love to meet Peter Black and Blue. He was sure he would be able to pound the stuffing out of Peter easily. Ajay was macho after all. A true man and Peter wasn't. Peter was Barbie's Ken sort of a guy. Delicate, not rugged at all. Instead he seemed soft. That is how Peter had seemed to Ajay. But Ajay was mistaken and it became known to everyone that Peter was not a guy to be toyed with. For this is what happened. As Billa and Ranga started to punch Peter, he moved back, pushing Monica aside out of the firing line. Then he struck up a boxer's pose and began to punch back. And boy, he was lightning fast. He was at max a middleweight but those punches superb he ducked jabbed punched moved fast on his feet he floated like a butterfly and stung like a bee jab jab duck duck punch punch within seconds the two hefty goons realized that beating this baker boy wasn't going to be a cakewalk he wasn't going to be as easy as they did thought the goons put in more effort more strength one of them even armed himself with a blackjack and this made peter even madder he began to box with full fury no more jabs only full blown punches that landed on the two goons making them soggy and groggy they had the stuffing beaten out of them peter was saying something to them and they were replying what were they talking about it seemed that the beaters were fully beaten and were telling all what if they told peter who had sent them peter would come after ajay and vicky too there was a moment of sheer panic 
when it seemed that the goons had spotted them in the coffee shop and were pointing them out to Peter. A gazelle couldn't have been faster than Ajay and Vicky as they shot out of the coffee shop from the back door. They literally ran for their lives. If Peter caught them and bashed them up, then they would have to leave town forever. They thought they were tough. The people around them thought they were tougher. But getting bashed up by a half pint like Peter would be the death of them. It would ruin them and their manly reputations. They just had to keep their macho dignity intact. So they ran like pansies. They were both angry and even a bit scared of the repercussions. So after a bit of hiding, they drove to meet Pommy. They met him via Skype in the shady place and told him what had happened. After he had picked up his jaw from the floor, Pommy began to get angry with Ajay and Vicky. Why had they not warned him that Peter was this dangerous boxer fellow? Are they working for some enemy gang? Was it all a setup to get his men bashed up? Vicky and Ajay were now being suspected of orchestrating a setup. It was a tricky and dangerous situation for them. And just then, Billa and Ranga too returned. Their ego had taken a beating along with their body. They were furious and wanted payback. The two goons caught Ajay and Vicky by their collars as Ajay and Vicky swore on their families that they did not know about Peter. He did seem soft to them, they said. Billa and Ranga told them that they were experts in martial arts. Kung Fu, Karate, Jiu Jitsu, Judo, they knew all the tricks. Ajay told them that Peter seemed to be just a boxer, but his boxing had punched out their martial arts. Pommy's anger was now directed at Billa and Ranga. They had ruined their own reputation. They were of no use to Pommy now. Billa and Ranga began to plead to Pommy to give them just two days to make everything alright. They swore vengeance against Peter. They would take more men and teach Peter a lesson. They would break his bones and put him in ICU so that he could tell the world what happened to someone when they messed with Pommy and his men. Pommy gave them 48 hours to deal with this Peter fellow or all their jobs would be given to other goons. They would also lose out the hideout job, which was the one that gave them the most money. Billa and Ranga were panicking now. As they swore, they would kill Peter to send a powerful message to the people in the town. Witnessing all this, Ajay and Vicky were now fully panicking too. Billa and Ranga forced them to give them every penny from their wallets. Luckily, they weren't beaten up and were thrown out from there and warned never to come back and to keep away from Peter if they valued their lives. Also, they were to keep the trap shut and to never tell anyone about what happened between them. Ajay and Vicky literally ran out from there with their tail between their legs. And once out and safe on the streets of the town, they walked with their head held high as if nothing bad had happened to them. They had been insulted from every angle. But at least nobody had seen them being robbed and ridiculed, so that was a relief. At least their macho dignity, their reputation was still intact. That evening, while drinking, Ajay broke down. His wife was being bonked by a Casanova boxer, who was much better than him in every aspect, from all angles. Not only was Peter much better looking, but he was also an artist in the bakery, a fighter on the road and a super lover in bed. And if he ever found out that it was Ajay who had tried to get him bashed up, he was going to get bashed up by Peter as well. Bashed up by his wife's lover? What could be worse than that? If that happened, he would surely kill himself or he would kill Peter. Vicky reminded him that Billa and Ranga would probably kill Peter before he found out about their involvement. 
Ajay relaxed at this thought. But the more he drank, the more sure he became that there was only one thing left for him to do. He would walk out of his wife's life and then maybe he would just die of shame. Everyone in the small town would know soon enough about what had happened. He would be the laughing stock of the entire town. And if the story of the goons and Peter came out as well, well, he would be a legend in town for all the wrong reasons. He realized it was all over for him. He was done and dusted with. He had no wife and no pride now. His macho ego was busted. He told Vicky he was done. He was thinking of killing himself. Vicky agreed um, that wasn't a bad option because of all that had happened to Ajay. As a dear friend, Vicky agreed to help Ajay if he wanted to off himself. With such negative thoughts floating in their heads, they drank themselves silly. For once, even Vicky joined in and cried with Ajay. He felt Ajay's pain. Then suddenly out of thin air, Vicky came up with an idea. He told Ajay he should just go home and tell his wife that he was having a roaring affair and bonking countless women and hence he was walking out on her. What would that do? How does that help? Ajay wondered. Vicky said when Ajay would walk out on her ass, people would look up at him and say that dude left his wife and chucked her out of his life. He's the cool one. No one will know that Ajay's wife was having an affair before he walked out on her. When his wife would move in with the broken up Peter, the townspeople would all think her affair with Peter started after he had left her. Ajay was thinking, was this a good idea? Would he be off the hook? Would his macho dignity be left intact? No, this wouldn't work, he decided. People would still laugh behind his back, maybe even in front of him. Then they said their good nights and Ajay staggered home thinking dark thoughts. What if he killed himself? What if he just drove the car into a tree or jumped from some rooftop? Or even took an overdose of sleeping pills? He didn't want to live any longer. Without her, how could he still continue to live? How could he see her being bonked by someone else? How? He thought the suicide plan had something good going for it. He understood why people killed themselves. It made sense. With these dark thoughts about killing himself, he opened the door with his key and made his silent way in. He just wanted to lie down and die. He staggered towards the bedroom silently and as he neared it, he couldn't believe it. There were those moans and groans again. There was the creaking of the bed again. This was ridiculous. Did she have no shame? They were doing it right now in his home, in his bed, knowing that he would come home any moment. All the macho ego that had just been squashed resurfaced. His manly ego stood up on its rear legs, beat on its own chest and roared like a grizzly bear. The thought of dying was replaced with the thought of killing. This was it. He was confronting them, even if that Peter bashed him up. There was no way he was going to allow this to happen. He would show them who he was after all. So he walked faster, opened the bedroom door, entered it and saw the naked back of his wife atop Peter who lay moaning below. What the hell? He shouted at the top of his voice. And all of hell, heaven and earth came down on his head. He almost died of embarrassment. He had made a fool of himself once again. Because as the naked girl with the naked back turned, he saw it wasn't his wife at all. It was Monica, his wife's sister. What the hell? He stood there gaping as he saw Monica and Peter scamper up from the bed. 
it was embarrassing for all of them he was staring at both of them they didn't have anything on other than peter wearing a condom on his you know what so he stood there gaping at them and they stood there gaping at him till the door opened once again and his wife walked in she had a cool beautiful head on her shoulders as she told him to cover his eyes and took him out of the bedroom he was drunk in a daze stupefied stunned speechless his mind racing what the hell did he just see his wife brought some strong coffee for him as a fully dressed peter and monica came out they were all red with embarrassment and couldn't meet each other's eyes ajay's wife explained that for the past few days she had been keeping the bakery open during the afternoons too during that time which was a lean period monica and peter would take the keys of their home and come here to rest as this was closer to the bakery than either of their homes they were a couple now and ajay's wife had given her approval to the union ajay's mind was in a whirl as things began to click in place he asked if two days ago too peter and monica were in bed alone in their home his wife asked him suspiciously how did he know they were in bed during the afternoon two days ago ajay tried to cover it up saying if they came in the afternoon they must be doing it then too after all there was an inviting bed right in front of them the house all to themselves and they were madly in love ajay tried to smile at the young couple he started to get his mojo back he said he completely understood their feelings for each other this broke the tension a bit as the confusion was cleared ajay apologized to them for walking in on them they apologized to him for doing it in his bed and suddenly ajay was happy because he realized he had doubted his wife when he had no reason to do so he shouldn't have jumped to the wrong conclusion suddenly he was in love with his wife again he went to her and took her in his arms and kissed her like never before she was pleasantly surprised and said that he had been cold and aloof to her for the past few days he told her it was just some tension at work he kept on hugging her and told her he would never let her go she looked at him weirdly what had happened to him why this sudden love he told her his love was eternal never to fade nothing could make it diminish he had total faith in her and had never doubted her even for a second ever since he had seen her for the first time they began to talk as his wife told him about the attack on peter earlier that day he pretended to be shocked his wife said it was probably road rage but peter and monica told him that the attacker had been sent to pass a message to peter they had told peter that he shouldn't be sleeping around with people's wives but by this time ajay was in his stride he was cool as he told peter that the goons must have seen peter with monica and must have been jealous they must have meant that peter should only be sleeping with monica as she was soon to be his wife by the way this made no sense but he carried on regardless he told them that they should go steady and be loyal to each other he added that peter was like an extended family now and he wanted him to propose to monica and they should get married soon he pretended to be the family elder and admonished them for not being serious about each other gave them a proper lecture about love and how it was eternal like the love between him and his wife nothing could come in between them they would never doubt each other and will remain with each other as long as they lived and maybe even after that peter and monica were moved by ajay's speech his wife was impressed and looking at him with love in her eyes but at that time the memory of billa and ranga hit him 
they were going to come for peter tomorrow or the day after he had to stop that from happening but how he couldn't stop the goons but he could certainly make peter vanish till things cooled down ajay told peter and monica that he would like to give them a gift he would go online and make a booking for them to go on a quick vacation it would be all his treat peter was amazed at the generosity he refused to accept the gift but ajay insisted they could leave first thing in the morning in fact ajay and alina would accompany them on the surprise trip soon he managed to convince the others that they needed a few days off peter and monica agreed and it was decided that they would leave early morning and pick up stuff from peter and monica's home on the way ajay now relaxed with peter out of town he was sure the goons would calm down and everything would be all right soon he felt as if he had solved the billaranga issue too he took alina in his arms and kissed her and suddenly just like that the world was beautiful and he realized it was love that made the world go round life was worth living once more as he had alina with him again thank you for listening this was the first story from the book warning twisted tales ahead written by rohit kahlot and narrated by atul taishete thank you